talking about loving God with what? All our heart, with all our soul, all our strength. Jesus said, with all our mind. Please turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6, we'll read the first nine verses. Say, well, Leonard, haven't you preached about this often enough? We need to keep hearing this. We need to keep being reminded. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess. And this is just uh, following chapter 5 where he gave uh, the, the commands, the Ten Commandments and other commands. And he gave them to them so that they could observe them in the land which they were going to possess Let me just talk about that a little bit. Canaan, the land of promise, often it's referred to a future life. And there's really good applications for that. My favorite application of that is Canaan being the Christian life. The Christian life, where we enter in. There's still conquering to do. There's still fighting to do. But we enter in and... Uh, possess it. Verse 2, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and all his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. I think the Christian life is a possession that flows with milk and honey. But so often, we don't experience it that way. Why? Why? Why don't we experience the Christian life? Often, we don't experience it as flowing with milk and honey. Nourishment and sweetness. What, what, what may be the reason? Let's continue reading verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Only one. The only. Verse 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." Loving God with all our heart. Can you say, I love God with all my heart? Can you even say, I love God? Or are you like, eh, well, I kind of I want to love God. I did, chose to love God. Uh, 
Or can you say from your heart, I love God. So often we don't say that because we are so aware of the ways we don't love God. But start saying it if you haven't. I love God and say it not just as, you know, we're so modest and we don't want to overstate or brag or draw attention to ourselves, but say it as a commitment. Say it as what you're choosing. I choose to love God. I love God. And if you want to do that this morning, say it with me right now. I love God. And even a step farther, I love God with all my heart. Say it. I love God with all my heart. That's what I'm choosing. That's what you're choosing. It's what you want. It's the desire God has given you. And it's, it's, He has given you the desire and He's enabling you. And so you can say that and choose it. What is all our heart? Just review here. Our heart, I see it as a gateway. The gateway to our whole being. Proverbs says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So it's what you let into your life and what comes out of your life. The heart, that gateway. Love God with that gateway. Love God with the decisions you make. What you allow in. It's also the been called the seat of our emotions. So when things are happening and you're in, in emotional, uh, when, when, when things, when you're sad, when you're angry, when you're in grief, when you're in joy, love God from that place. The decisions you make in the heat of emotion is very important. Loving God from that place. by the choices you make. Nurture your heart. Engage in activities that soften your heart. Go to more funerals. Hold a baby more often. Engage in things that nurture your heart so that your heart is alive and pliable and able to love God. Your whole heart is alive. Don't allow that deadness, that stone. Love God with all your heart. Then love God with all your soul. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. And the Lord God breathed in that formation the breath of life, the spirit, the wind of God. And from that dust, that God made, as that dust came together with the breath of God, man became a living soul, a living being. How do you love God with all your soul? How do you love God with all your being? That place, love God from that place where the, 
where the dust and the spirit come together right there from that place. The thing that makes you, you. The thing that distinguishes you from an animal. The ability to choose to love God. The thing you are created from the dust and with God's spirit, you are created in his image. And yet, uniquely in his image. So I'm created in his image, and Laura's created in his image, and yet there's a big difference between Laura and I. She's female, I'm male. She's shorter, I'm a little taller. She enjoys these things, I enjoy those things, but we're both in God's image. And so she has her way of loving God, I have my way of loving God. Thank you for letting me use you this morning. Loving God from the thing that makes you uniquely you. And in order to do that, you need to embrace who you are. Don't hate who you are. Don't despise. Embrace your being. And develop your being. And expend your being for God. Loving God with all your being. And this morning, I want to talk a little bit more about loving God with all your might. King James Version says your might. New King James says your strength. Loving him with all your strength. What is that? How do I love God with all my strength? Now it says it has that last, love God with your heart, love God with your soul, and with all your might. So I'd like to take that two ways this morning. First of all, you love God with your heart, and you love God with your soul, and you love God with your heart and your soul, and with, you do that with all your strength, with all your might, with everything you've got. With everything you've got. That brings me to the word that the complete Jewish Bible uses, love God with all your resources. So we love him with all our heart, we love him with all our being, what is uniquely us, and we love him with all our resources. What you've been gifted with. Your giftings. You might say your strengths. Love him with your strengths. Love him with your strengths. Not somebody else's strengths. Your strengths. You love him with your strengths. Your resources. What has God given you? He's given you so much. Your mental abilities. Your physical abilities. Your emotional abilities. Love him with those. Your spiritual strengths. And you also have cultural strengths. Situations. The situation that you're in. Your lot in life. You have benefits because of where you are. You have advantages because of where you are. Now we get so focused on the disadvantages. Well, I'm this and I'm... And we see it as a disadvantage. But you are 
where you are and who you are and you've been given this and you've been given a father and you've been given a culture and you've been given a language and you've been given a brain and lips and hands and, and, and feet and a heart. You've been given the situation that you've been given for a purpose and that purpose is to love God. Love God with what you have been given. With all your resources. Love God with all your resources. All the gifts you've been given. Your family. Love Him with your family. Love Him with your everything. All your resources. Now I'd like to break down this a little bit more. We'll come back to that. But you shall love the Lord your God with all your strength. That phrase. It's a command. You, we'll start with the first word. You. When I say you, I'm often following up with a command. So the fact that it's you is I'm commanding you with something. You shall love you. It's a command. And it's personal. Each one has a personal responsibility to do this command. And each one is personally able to do this command. It's not just a responsibility that we're not able to do. God will never command us to do something we're not able to do. What? Why would he do that? He's the one that created us. He's the one that has given us the abilities. So he should know, if anyone, what we're able to do and what we're not. We often feel like we can't do what God asked us to do because of this and because of that, because of that person, and on and on and on. What God's telling us to do, and I, I can't do it. Wah, wah. But he gives us the ability to what he commands us to do. It's personal. It's commanded. We are responsible. You are responsible for yourself. And you are able. You shall love. Shall love. Not like. You don't have to think God is cool. You don't have to think that he is just that he always does what you like. He's not, he shouldn't, you shouldn't just be a fan of God where you sit and watch and, yeah, he's awesome. No, you love God, not just a fan. He is someone you die for. Greater love has no one than this, that a man lay down his life for another. That's the kind of love we're talking about. Loving God. Something you die for. Someone you die for. And let me repeat the four ways that I've been saying that we can love God. First of all, we love Him by believing His love. Like we sang this morning. I'm so glad that He loves me. We need to believe it and receive it. It's not a very loving thing to do if I give you a gift and you say, oh, I don't believe it. There's a hook in there. I, you, I don't trust you. And you refuse to give the gift, to receive the gift, to believe and receive the gift that I give you. That would be rude. That would not be love. And relationship couldn't flourish. 
So the number one way to love God is to believe it and receive his love. Secondly, we love God by keeping his commandments. That makes sense. It's what he's designed us to do, so why wouldn't we do it? We keep his commandments. And the, first, and the, the second commandment, other than loving God, returning his love, is to love our brothers, our fellow man. So we love God by loving our fellow man. And then we also love God by saying no to all other loves, where we reserve him as our only love. In other words, we don't love the world. We don't love ourselves. We, don't, uh, we say no to all other loves. And everything that we engage in needs to become under this one love. The Lord our God is one. You shall love. Now, you shall love who? You shall love, say it. Yeah, God. You shall love the Lord your God. And this morning, in light of loving God with your strengths, I want us to contrast loving the Lord with loving our strengths. Our tendency is to love ourselves. And our tendency is to love our strengths. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm designed to do. This is what I am. My strengths. And we get focused on our strengths. It doesn't say, you shall love your strengths. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with your strengths. You shall love the Lord with your strengths. Now, of course, we want to develop our strengths. But why? We want to develop our strengths so we can love God better. Don't be down on what you've been giving, been given. Love the Lord with your strength. Don't love your strength. Love the Lord. And love the Lord your God. Again, it makes it personal. And it's, since it's God, it's God. How can, you, how can you get greater than that? It's God. It's everything. It needs to be your everything. When I think of God, I, I think of something that nothing can rival. No rivals. Nothing can rival God. So, love the Lord, your thing that nothing can rival. Your God. And then it says the word all. Let's think about that little word, A-L-L, all. All, all is everything. All is undivided. So, all your heart, it's an undivided heart. All your being Undivided being. All your strengths, undivided strength, undivided might. It's all for him. And our tendency is, yeah, God, I'll give you this and this and this as long as I can hang on to this. Or I'll, get, I'll let you control this and this and this. But, I mean, a man's got to have something that he has dominion over, a little bit of control. Uh-uh. No, it's all to be his. It's surrender. 
abandon, complete surrender. All my giftings are to be used to love God. Everything I have, with all my strengths, all. And these verses that we read kind of say that. They say, you shall teach them, and the word diligently. That diligently uh, implies wholeheartedly with everything you've got. And it says, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. To me, that's hand represents the stuff you do. Frontlets, what do you do with your frontal part of your brain? Isn't that the thing you use to make decisions? And frontlets between your eyes, the lenses with which you look at everything that happens. You look, at, you look through these lenses and that affects everything. And these lenses should be love for God. So everything you think and everything you do, bind love for God to that. Tie, knot it. Tie the knot. Tie love for God to everything you do and, and however you think. Everything you think your thought processes. And then you shall write them. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This is where you dwell. This is where you live. This is the situation you're in. This is what you come home to all the time. And furthermore, whenever somebody comes to see you, they'll see it. It tells them where you are. This is where you stand. This is what you're about. You are about loving God and nothing else. Everything that you do comes in underneath this. This is where you camp out at. Love for God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your strength, all your resources. What are your strengths? How you think, your ability to think, your ability to work, your ability to do things. Your strengths come out in what you find yourself doing a lot. You find yourself doing this a lot. And you're really good at it. And you enjoy it. That's your strength. Most women's strength is mothering. They see a baby, they're like, oh, they're just, they, just, they just want to hold a baby. That's a woman's strength. If you find yourself making food all the time, that's your strength. You love it. You were created to do that. If you find yourself making music all the time, that's your strength. If you find yourself relating with people, just talking, 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 that's your strength. Relational strengths. If you find yourself... If you're, that's if you're a Mary. If you're a Martha, you find yourself in productivity. You always want to be doing something. Always want to be producing something. That's your strength. Love the Lord your God with your strength. With your strength. That which you 
are drawn to do. Do it to love God. Not just because you love to do it, but do it because you love God. Because that's what He's given you. It's what you're good at. Now, either you're good at it or you want to be good at it. It's your strength, and and if that's the case, you will get good at it. And it can sometimes be those things that need to be done. We don't really enjoy it, but it needs to be done. We know we have to do it. And so if we have to do it anyway, subconsciously, we figure out a way to love it. All right? And if we don't, because we know if we don't figure out a way to love it, we're going to get bored with it. We're going to go do something else. And that's what I'm saying. Instead of focusing on the thing and needing to love that, use that to love God. That'll put purpose in everything you do, whether it's boring or whether it's fun, whether you're good at it or whether you're not good at it. Instead of focusing on the fulfillment you get out of that, focus on doing that to love God. You're going to have to do it anyway. So do it out of love for God. Love the Lord your God with, love the, love the Lord with your strengths. You don't have to love your job. You just have to love the Lord. And then your job will be tolerable. Maybe even a joy. So, we are not commanded to love our strengths, but to love the Lord with our strengths. I have three things that happen if we get to loving our strengths instead of loving God. Another way of saying it, these will happen if we get to loving ourselves instead of loving God. First one is pride. Proud. If we love our strengths instead of loving God, with our strengths, we will be proud. We'll be proud of our accomplishments. Pride does not facilitate love. Humility facilitates love. So let's humble ourselves and realize that every, all our resources that we've been given, all the strengths that we've been given, we've been given. It was to no credit to ourselves. It wasn't our idea. God gave them to us. God gave them to us. He gave us these strengths. Humble ourselves and say, uh, everything that I have was God's idea. Now, maybe we developed them, but who gave us the ability to develop them, to get good at it? It was God that provided that. We couldn't do a thing without God providing everything for us. Humility facilitates love. Humility facilitates being other-centered, and it works that way with God. If we're focused on ourselves and our strengths, we won't love God. We'll exalt ourselves as pride. Second thing that happens is we'll be self-sufficient. If we, if we love our strengths and we're focused on our strength, I can do this, I can do that, and a lot of this is subconscious. We don't consciously say it, think it, but that's what we have. It's like, well, I can take care of myself, thank you. I can, I can, I can make money and, 
And you know, I, I'm not very good at this and I can't control this, but I'm so good at controlling this stuff over here and, and building this and, and providing for myself in, in the ways that I'm good at that it compensates these other ways where I know I'm, I, I, I just don't have it. And we are self-sufficient. And self-sufficiency before God stinks. We are to be dependent on Him. Who gave us the ability to provide for ourselves? Who gave us the ability to control in some measure the little, the little corners of our life that we think we can kind of control? Who gave us that ability? It is God. And so, if we love our ability, we'll become self-sufficient. And God hates that. He wants us to realize where we come from, where our giftings came from, and worship Him. Humble ourselves and worship Him. All that I have, all that I am, has been given to me. I can't control anything in life. Oh, yeah, there's, yes, but, yeah, there's things I control. But no, there isn't. It's all, you, you trace it back, it's all God's giving me the ability. I am completely dependent on Him for the continued giving of life. And so I return that life to Him, that love that He has given me. I love Him by being dependent on Him to continue to supply everything that I need. In other words, God values living by faith. He values living by faith. Not by depending on ourselves. So it makes no difference. Am I good at taking my care of myself or am I not? We have to live by faith. Either way, we have to trust Him. And He feels so loved when we acknowledge that we need to walk by faith. And, we, and then we can stop worrying. We can, worry goes out the door because we are dependent on Him. We live by faith. Love Him by living by faith. Don't have faith in your resources, in your strength. You have faith in God. You love Him with your resources, your strengths, by having faith in Him. So we don't want pride. We don't want self-sufficiency. The third thing that happens if we love our strengths more than loving God has to do with other people. If we love our strengths, Instead of loving God, we become condescending. We become condescending. And you can't love people, which is one of the first ways to love God, you can't love people with a condescending attitude towards them. It just doesn't work. You love people So this is how this works. So I'm good at something, and over here is somebody that isn't good at what I'm good at. 
And so what, what happens? I'm annoyed. You know, I need to get your act together. I mean, all you got to do is this, this. Get off your, you know, get, stop being so lazy and develop this and, and take, be responsible. The things I'm good at and the next person isn't, that annoys us. That's a condescending attitude. Whenever you learn something, then you'll be more aware of how everybody else is doing it wrong, and you just be more and more annoyed. Well, get used to it. Your strengths are there to serve others who don't have the strength. Instead of being annoyed at the difference, say, this is how I can love God. I have these strengths. I don't think they do. If they do, they haven't developed it. So I'm going to love God by having my strengths serve them. So we love others. And through that, we love God with all our might, our strength, our resources. I just love that. Switch from being annoyed to loving people because they don't have that gifting, maybe. Maybe we just don't see it. I love God with my strength, serving others with it. I don't compare and look down on them, but I am strong where others are weak. In conclusion, love God with your strengths. Love God with all your strengths. Love God with all your might, all your resources. You have so much. You have hands. You have feet. You have a brain. You have a mouth to speak words. You have a heart to empathize. Love God with your mental, emotional, and spiritual capacity, the giftings that you've been given. In dependence on Him, live by faith. Love God with all your resources. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for reminding us of the many things that we've been given. And that you've asked us to use those things that you have given us to return your love. To love those around us. God, I pray that you would take this message, interpret it to each heart here. And uh, as we go from here, help us to go out these doors with a determination to love you with everything we've got. Because it's all a gift from you. Help us to love others. Love you by loving others with everything we've got because it's all a gift from you who are so undeserving. But we commit ourselves to developing our giftings so that we can love you better. To love you with all our strength, all our resources. Help us, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for your attendance and attention.